Mary kept all these things, reflecting on them in her heart. The medieval Western tradition, when depicting the mystery of the Annunciation, usually shows Mary with a book. It is probably meant to be, in most cases, a book of the hours. She's praying the divine office, as it were, uh, meditating on the scriptures. Uh, She was doing this when the angel Gabriel appeared to her. This is to say that Our Lady was already in the habit of keeping God's word in her heart before she conceived God's word in her womb. And after the birth of the Son of God, she continues this good habit, but now she is learning to see God's activity in the events of her life. And so in the appearance of the shepherds, in the appearance of the wise men, etc., in our Lord's teaching, in the miracles he performs, she keeps all of these things in her heart and reflects on them. The religious life has frequently been seen by the Church as following this particular pattern of Mary's life, wholly devoted to God. And we follow this pattern when we learn how to hear God's word and keep it. I think oftentimes when we hear this saying of our Lord's, blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it, we are thinking of an act of the will, of obeying God's law, doing something to change the world in some way or other. And without excluding this interpretation, I'm not saying that's wrong, perhaps we should notice the parallel in this saying of our Lord's to Mary's own keeping of the events of salvation history in her heart. So to keep God's word is not only to put it into action, but to reflect on it. And this activity of keeping God's word is not precisely one of action in the way we normally think of action today. Rather, it is contemplation, reflection, meditation, a slow inward informing of my values, my affections, my desires, my understanding, by infusion of God's communication with us through the scriptures, through the liturgy, through salvation history, and finally in learning how God is communicating to me in the events of my own life. This is the renewal of our minds urged on us by St. Paul and the reform of our lives that St. Benedict says ought to be our reason for seeking entrance into the monastic life. On the other hand, putting it this way seems to me still to risk missing the emphasis I want to make this morning, that emphasis on the mysterious receptivity of the life of Mary and that of the contemplative. This is because, as I suggested before, action in our world today has been conflated with manipulation or utility the work of influencing that which is outside of us, trying to rearrange the world in a better way, as we think it might be better. What the motherhood of Our Lady urges us to, in imitation of her example, is docility, gratitude in the presence of God's 
gratuitous love for us and the openness to be changed ourselves rather than to change everything around us, to be changed, to be slowly conformed gradually to the light of truth. And all the calls to action presented by an anxious world dispose us to identifying more and more problems external to ourselves. Our Lady of Peace invites us to be disposed to identifying the answer to all problems, and that answer is taking root in us, within us. For just as she conceived the word in her womb and gave birth to Christ in the flesh, we have received the spirit of adoption. We have received Christ into our hearts spiritually at baptism. And God's word matures in us as we allow it to permeate more and more of our affections, our thoughts and desires. We risk starving the word of God when we allow ourselves constantly to be distracted, to be pulled away from his presence within us by an overfocus on external problems and by our modern nervous habit of assuming that what is required is invasive action on our parts. Mary changed world history by being a young woman of prayer and contemplation because her disposition allowed God to act. Will this new year be the year when we decide to do the same?